Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and I'm joined as always by Christian Garcia. Hey Christian, how you doing? What's up? Uh, I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, is, that how we, is that how we're doing it? <laughs> yes. Don't ask me questions. You threw off my role. <laughs> and we're joined uh, live via Skype by Sandy Danto, stand-up comedian extraordinaire and fellow podcaster. What up, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, you're st- we've been watching your stand-up for the past few days, at least I have, and then uh, also listening to your new podcast on parenting uh, called Motherfuckers. I guess it's all asterisked out on, on iTunes. That took a while yeah, to find. We, our first go-around, they, they took us off and censored us. Ugh. Because we only had one asterisk, so we had to <laughs> make it motherfuckers with M, mother, and then S, three asterisks, E-R-S. That's, that's where uh, yeah. iTunes was cool with. It was like, <laughs> all right, three. As long as they put three asterisks, they don't know what that word is. <laughs> it could be fakers or something. I can do. I ma- didn't know that Silicon Valley, Cupertino was so puritanical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they they run a they run a tight ship over there. Uh, we're, apparently, we're too small for them to notice us because we say some foul things on this podcast sometimes. Things that I'm ashamed of, but uh, you know, things that I'm ashamed for you. As well. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just because they're not getting laid. Yeah, probably they're just upset. Isn't that? What is the biggest debate? Not the biggest, but a huge debate is free speech. What what people I, that argue for it, I'm not even sure they know what it means. But you know, it's there, and we have it. Yeah, you know, I think, I think, free, you know, free speech. Yeah, you can say anything, but I don't think, I don't think it protects you from being judged for being an asshole. Like, oh it, yeah, no, I know. You know, I think that's that, what I'm saying. That's the main thing. You know, I think people are like, oh, you can't. You know, you don't want to offend people. I'm like. No, it's okay to offend people. People can be offended, and that and you have to deal with that fallout later. But you know, I should I should still be able to say whatever I want. I just have to deal with those repercussions. Right, exactly. That's the thing. Like when people get fired for saying something offensive, it's like, yeah, that company is choosing to employ that person, and if that if something that person said is going to hurt their bottom line, yeah, they're within their right to be fired. Like, sucks about Roseanne. Right. You know, but like... But does it... <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's cool that... I don't know, coming from the perspective of a stand-up comedian, yeah, you want other stand-up comedians to do well. It's a good sign for our industry. Sure. Oh, and, and by the way, a lot of comics would disagree with me and be like, no, fuck everyone else but myself. I, you know, there's the bitter competitive comic, but like, at the end of the day, it's a good sign when comedians are getting TV shows and employing other comedians. A lot of comics worked on that show. Yeah. And, uh, that was a sad part for me, yeah, is that all the other people that were working on it. Camera guys, you know, every like best everyone. boys. Yeah. Yeah, grips. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, that's one thing that, um, you know, you know, talking about, like, for example, like me saying something, my consequences are far lower than someone like Roseanne's. You know, yeah, if I say something, you know, if I come out and start saying a bunch of pro-Trump stuff, yeah, I'm going to have to deal with it with my certain group of friends just alienating me. But, like, no one's job or livelihood depends on my opinion. But, yeah, you know, with the Roseanne thing or, like, with – or with Kathy Griffin, too, with the the, – what's it called? The the Trump Trump photo. yeah. You know, it's just – it sucks because it's like, you know – I'm, she has a bunch of people that uh, depend on her, you know, for her her uh, Bravo show and everything, and you know, it's unfortunate that that's how that rolls, and especially in, right. in in a medium where that kind of talk is normally encouraged. I don't understand that. That's well, kind of weird. See, like uh, like Michelle Wolf, like when she said what she said, and like she didn't apologize. Like that's fucking awesome. And also, anyone who yeah. said what she said is like, dude, you weren't there. It was at a comedy show. You're meant to be funny. The whole Roseanne thing, <laughs> like there was nothing taken out of context. Like, yeah, right. It was just like, all right, well, you said what you said. What I was offended by was that it wasn't. If you're gonna, if you're gonna go balls deep, if you're gonna go into one of your two modes and be balls deep, yeah, it better be fucking funny. Right, right. And what she said was racist, which I think it's okay to make racist jokes as long as they are fucking funny, because then it falls under the umbrella of a joke. But if you're just saying something racist. And yeah, it doesn't hit the mark of being funny. Like, you know, 
even if it's just a little funny. Say things that they don't mean if they're trying to be funny. Right. And that might be a controversial thing. I don't necessarily agree with the people being salacious for the fact for the for, the, for just doing it. For just for the sake of of trolling, but I also don't agree with the Snoka. I think that it's right. all like everybody's using each other's tactics and it's all just rhetoric at this point. It's just baloney and and distracting us from actually making progress on anything. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I mean, it's you know, by if if we're all if we're all too worried to you know to actually get out there and offend or you know run the risk of turning some people off to you know your podcast or your show or whatever, um, then you know then you're gonna end up with a bunch of garbage television or garbage you know programming. But you know, like right now we're in territory that's like super dangerous oh yeah just you know like i don't want to normalize this kind of a conversation that's rational yeah then you know we won't have any safe spaces left <laughs> it's, it's true that's totally true and here in nerds with friends we we do like it to be a safe space <laughs> as much as possible i feel like we said some some stuff that's like all right that was pretty bad but i feel like everyone who listens knows like we're obviously just kidding like, yeah we don't mean at it. at least we hope so <laughs> You know what the beauty of podcasting is? While every once in a blue moon, there's a aggregated headline of something from a podcast taken out of context. But for the most part, podcasts are the last bastion of truly free speech where you can say things offensive that are taking that, that they just don't aren't combing through podcasts to make headlines out of. Right. And it, because they're kind of like dense and, and stream of consciousness and people don't want to have to like listen through all that just to find a headline. Yeah. And, uh, it's like you can't do that. On, and, and advertisers are like, you know what? They say offensive stuff, but they've got a huge audience and we'll just focus on that huge, crass audience of degenerates. Exactly. Blue, Blue Apron doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. Hey, you know what? In the, yeah, exactly. in the spirit of it, Sandy, go ahead and say something offensive. Go ahead. Um, oh, God. <laughs> now I'm on the spot. I can't even think of anything offensive. My go-to would be about the Jews because I'm Jewish. Yeah. Know? That's always a safe bet. You go after your own people. Thing for me to say. <laughs> that, that, but, uh, I don't know. What, something, I, I, say, I, I have a joke in my act where I say the word fag. But, uh, I know which bit because I saw it. <laughs> but it's like a rationalization of it. And if you take it out of – I've definitely done that joke where it's taken out of context and people shut down once they hear that word. Right. And listen to the rest of it. But if you listen to the rest of it, I rationalize it. And it's basically that only – the only reason any word is offensive, any slur, is because we haven't come up with a good enough – Slur for white straight guys to level the playing field. Rapist is the closest one. <laughs> See, look, I I played that bit for a couple of friends. I was like, I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna have Sandy on. I was like, oh, and I was like, here, listen, listen to one of his bits. And I played it, and I totally saw their face because we're from San Francisco. So as soon as that came out, I yeah. was like, Ugh. and then like, but I had heard the bit, and I was like, I hope, I hope, you know, when they get through the punchline, they get it. And then when you got to it, they eased up and they laughed. I was like, whew. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the kind of thing where I think, it, and this is shitty of, of me and just of society, but I can get away with saying the word fag. But if I had changed it to, to be the N word, there's no coming back. Right. Even though I rationalize it, it's just that much harsher of a word. Right. And, yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, like we we've all I'm we're all pretty I think we're pretty close in age to each other I'm we're in the 30s and yeah. it's it's like growing up like I called all my friends fags but yeah. I didn't I didn't think they were gay I just thought they were being assholes you right. know like I think of that word in just like it's just like a like like you said it's like akin to asshole or or loser or whatever yeah not thinking the connotations of it 
you know, we used to call each other homos, and that's a billion times more offensive because it's like, oh, you're bad because you're homosexual. Right. That's way more offensive to me than just a word that sounds funny that is derogatory. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you know. And Which, it, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and like, I've had to train myself out of, you know, like even when I used to say, oh, that's gay, you know, I've had right. to train myself out of that but you've, you've I, grown cody i've grown <laughs> one step at a time weird because two things fuck how is anyone still in on earth getting offended by that and yet we can't just put on itunes the name of our podcast motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> that's 100 percent true you know what i also it's i think i think it's really just dumb people that get offended to seem smart or they're right. just dumb and they get offended Getting but offended on other people's behalf, even. Yeah, and I, look, I'm not saying I'm smart. I think I'm on the smarter end of the dumb spectrum. <laughs> but uh, I think that language, there, there's a thing you learn about when you're in elementary school called synonyms. Yeah. You know? And um, one word can have several different meanings. And just because gay is the meaning of homosexual doesn't mean it can't also mean someone being silly or happy or whatever else. Yeah. I think people get offended thinking that it can only be uh, referred to in one of those contexts. One of, one of the funniest things I've had happen to me is I've had a couple of gay friends call me fag. Yeah. And I <laughs> like I just break down like, holy shit. Like they just and it's, it's like they they'll keep a straight face. And I'm like, I'm like dying. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my God. I, my gay friends, too. They think it's a funny word. Because it's a funny sounding word, but it's just con- it's contextual. Like it's the same with Jew- if somebody if somebody's like oh <laughs> Jew, you know, like that's literally just a classification. But if somebody like yells Jew out their window as they drive by me, then it's offensive. Yeah, exactly. If someone yelled bag out the window at, at a <laughs> group of gay people during Pride, it's offensive. But right. If you're like if it's in the context. People just lose sight of context be- for, for the sake of being able to have the endorphin rush of getting offended. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you're right. You know, there is something there is something fun about just the sound of the word. Like another one that gets me all the time, which I I work with this guy who's from Iran, and you know we've we've taught him some of the terrible things that you know Americans <laughs> say to each other. And but one that he really really grabbed onto, which I think is the funniest thing, is poon job. <laughs> he like he loves that so much to the point where I'm like, hey man, you know you can't say that all the time. We're just joking between you and me. It's fine, but like don't say it too loud. And he just loves it. He like sends it in group messages and stuff. It's the it's the most hilarious thing. It's funny to see anyone get a hold on a foreign language through the the naughty words. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's usually where it starts. <laughs> yeah. Those those are the people that get the most forgivingness. Like, oh, he doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> like he doesn't know what he said. That's how Sacha Baron Cohen got away with so much for, from Borat. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, another one he loves is a uh, butt burglar. <laughs> we teach him these like <laughs> teach him like these eighth grade like curse words and stuff. Uh, so funny, but yeah, he he loves like latching onto these new little like sayings and idioms and stuff. So all I'm learning right now is when I have kids, Cody's not allowed <laughs> to be alone with my child. That's the other thing: foreign people and children saying bad words Ugh. are possibly my most favorite things in the world. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm the worst. Un- so I have a niece, and I'm the worst uncle because like I don't remember the curse word, but she learned it, and it wasn't for me, thank God. Uh, but she said it, and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> and, of course, she's saying it more and more. And I'm, like, damn near in tears. And my sister's getting mad at me. He's like, you know, she's only saying because you're laughing. I was like, dude, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Not laugh? This shit's hilarious. <laughs> Just yeah, it, really, it really is. Yeah. It, there's nothing funnier than sound, hearing the sound of a child's voice. Say a bad word. Because you see something so innocent and so pure and something so vulgar come out of it. It's yeah. just it's fucking hilarious. Oh, it's my favorite. Like, yeah. It's like old ladies cursing, too. I like that, too. That's, that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Pretty much just anyone but, like, except competent, able-bodied people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 100%. That are, that are speaking their own language. Right, right. Exactly. 
I, I had this one one time where this little kid comes, you know, he walks into a store, and, and I'm standing there at the, kind of the front of the door, and he has a balloon with him, and he's with his mom. He's holding his mom's hand in one hand, the balloon in the other hand, and he gets into the store, and he just kind of like gets a little overwhelmed because he's a little kid, and it's a big store, and he just lets go of his balloon without thinking about it, and it just flies all the way up to the ceiling and gets stuck at the ceiling, and he just kind of follows it up with his head, and as it gets to the top and it stops at the ceiling, he's just like, Ah, shit. <laughs> and I, I couldn't help it. I started bursting out laughing. His mom's like, oh, my God. And I, and it's like that kid at that moment discovered the meaning of that phrase. Like that is 100% that feeling when just, you know, something you thought was going one way just went the exact opposite way. It's, you, can't even, you can't even get mad at him because it's proper context. Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> just like right. so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh my God! Well, let's uh, we we kind of got in uh, a little bit past it, but let's start. Let's do nerdy confessions. We're already into our show a little bit, um, where we confess the things that make us nerds, or maybe make us you know stand out a little bit from from the nerd world. And I talked a little bit about it before the show starts. So I'll just go with it. Lately, I have been hooked on Destiny's Child. <laughs> I've just been listening to it nonstop. In particular, "Say My Name" this is my favorite song like of all time now. And I don't know why I started listening to it again or what kind of broke it back into my world, you know, cause it was, you know, I don't know. It was middle school, high school kind of thing for me, but it's just like, I'm just listening to it on the way to work, you know? And, and people are like driving by me. And I have the windows down and I'm like, say my name, say my name. <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't know what it is, but it just, I heard it in a dream or in an ad or something. And now I'm, I'm back in 100%. <laughs> It's just it's just such a such a good time for music back then, I guess, and I just missed out. I I wasn't a big Destiny's Child fan. It was a simpler time. I you know what? A lot of the pop music from when we were in it. Oh yeah, yeah it just yeah, cut, cut out, out, out for a second. It cut out. Sorry. Oh, um, you're good now. Oh no, now here. Yep. You. There we go. All right, you, we back. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're good. Back. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I hate I anything that could maybe even be considered for wow that's what i call music yeah i was like fuck fuck that it's lame it's for it's for conformists i'm not like that <laughs> but now i hear all those songs and i'm like oh fond memories yeah <laughs> my, my first hand job oh yeah I live in La Vida loca i know mambo number five that was another one i was yeah. just like oh my god it's like it, it's got such a nostalgic feeling to it now that i'll listen to some of the garbage music that when I was in, when I was in like middle school, I was listening to ACDC and Led Zeppelin. Fuck and you! That was it. You were listening to Third Eye Blind. Don't lie. I love Third Eye Blind now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I loved all. I loved when I starting in elementary school. I went to. I grew up in Michigan. I came to visit my uncle in San Diego, and he played me Led Zeppelin, yeah. James Hendrix, The Grateful Dead, and I was like. This is my identity now. I yeah. got a bunch of band T-shirts, <laughs> and I was like fourth, fifth grade. Like, I was like, I look back at those pictures. I was like, wow, I look cooler then than I do now. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I thought all pop music was lame, but now looking back, it's like you gotta love it. Yeah, there there was definitely some good stuff in there, and I think you know, looking back at it now you know, that's one way to judge how good some of it was. Like when you put on third eye blind, for instance, and you put on that so much for the afterglow or no, that was Everclear, or Everclear for that matter. You put on, you put on one of the first concerts I went to actually. Nice. Nice. I remember the, the first CD I ever bought for myself was Eve six. And now I, I like go, I like remember waiting in line outside the warehouse, which is a CD store that there was a line. Yeah. Well, there was three of us. I guess that constitutes a line, all right. <laughs> it was me and two of my buddies, and we were all waiting for it, so that's a line. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, you go back and listen to it now. Some of these songs who, who just come on and you just, like, remember it, like, nonstop, that's the, that's the tell of a good song is that you've come back to it all these years later and you can still go with it. You know, there's definitely some Chumbawamba songs that I don't <laughs> know anything about anymore. Right. But right. it's like. The, the ones that really stick with you this far, you know, late, this much later, it really shows that how they've kind of I'm actually it. impressed you knew the name Chumbawamba. 
dude, I'm super white, bro. I know all about Chumbawamba. <laughs> I love Chumbawamba's other songs. Yeah. I, I only know the one that they did, the, what is it, uh, Get uh, Knocked Down or whatever. Yeah, so good. No, I know. I'm making that joke. I don't think they had them. Yeah, I don't oh. think It was just, they released one single, and that was it. <laughs> I remember yep. speaking about music. My, my, friend, my friend Randy was a big Offspring uh, fan. And so I'm like, dude, they only had like that one song, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. What are you talking about? And he would get so mad because he was like, no, that wasn't even a real song. It was a joke song. And this is, I can't believe you have so much good shit. I'm like, Randy, I know. I just do that because I know you love them so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Christian, what, what's your what's your nerdy confession this week? So I uh, talked about a bunch of playing Overwatch. I stopped playing because of God of War. Okay. And totally hopped back on, and I was struggling a bit, but I'm back in it. Yeah. Um, I used to just – so my confession is I used to hate and make fun of people who were always healers. I'm like, oh, the healers suck. I never would do any of the healers. And now I only fucks with the healers. Like, <laughs> I, only, I only – and I've been – actually been doing really – fucking well on it that's cool my goal is to try to rank up see if i can make some boards yeah i don't think i'll make it like competitive playing but you right. know i totally want to get up on the mercy boards yep yeah oh I, I don't fuck with mercy though it's all uh zenyatta or um zenyatta. Oh. oh damn i don't remember the brazilian game and fuck brazil Whoa. just saying that because i know everyone's listening they beat mexico today so <laughs> oh i thought you just hated that whole country for no reason i hate them now because they beat mexico <laughs> mexico's out of the world cup um <laughs> So, yeah. Anyone's listening from Brazil, I'm just kidding. Kind of. Kind of. We probably have one listener in Brazil, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Brazil. That's the beautiful thing about podcasts. You never know where your audience is coming from. Yeah. Yeah, we we found out that we had a bunch of people from, where was, was it? Bangladesh. Bangladesh. I'm like, yeah, we need to figure out some stuff to throw in for them. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Bangladesh. Thank you for listening. All you just got to play George. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe that's why. We just played that album in <laughs> its entirety. <laughs> that's all you got to do. Exactly. People forgot about it. Oh, man. Gotta, George Harris is so good. Yeah, exactly. Man, you know, you know, if I ever want a good cry, I put on the uh, the concert for George after he dies. Where like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's And his son comes up and plays with Eric Clapton and stuff. I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah, that is so emotional. Oh. God. Yeah, that's a good one. Hold on. All right. I know I got to say my nerdy confession thing, but maybe it's just along these lines. It's not so recent. But yeah. Just like, Doesn't have to be. I love crying is great. Yeah. I think our bodies want to do like five things on a pretty regular basis. Obviously, our bathroom functions, but like um, laughing is a big one. Yeah. Crying is a big one and coming is a big one. Yeah. We, and eating. Yeah, so I like our to, body constantly I, wants us I, to put stuff in it and, and blast stuff out. I like to come and cry at the I same like, time. I like to try to get as many of those together as I can because I'm very efficient, and I like to do things efficiently. Nah, two at a time. Can't yeah, do oh, more. I could at least do three or four of those. I think I've done three of those <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Just but if you want – okay, so my nerdy confession is I was into cry porn. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, describe a yes, little please. bit. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and describe a little bit of what cry like, porn is. Not like, not like pornog, not like, not like pornography where people are crying. I'm talking about like. Oh, you like food porn? Shit. Oh, okay. Yes, like food porn, like super sad shit that like the the coming is the tears. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Eyes. Yeah, something that you like, put on and you're like, I know this is gonna get me. Exactly. Like, there's this documentary on netflix called gear zachary have you guys ever heard of it no i've, I've heard of it but I, I haven't watched it is it great it is it is the deep throat of cry porn. <laughs> <laughs> it, so it is the saddest thing i've ever seen in my entire life it, oh god it is a documentary about a man who was murdered okay by his friend, oh, he no. was beloved. He oh. had a ton of friends. He was beloved by all his family and friends, and he was murdered by um, this woman that he, that 
he had a kid with that everyone hated. Oh, no. But she, you know, slipped through the cracks. This happened in Canada. Or no, no, it happened in America, but she fled to Canada, and they didn't extradite her. Oh, no. And she just had their baby. And so this friend made a documentary called Dear Zachary because that's the baby's name. And I don't want to spoil it in case you're going to watch it, but it takes a very, very, very tragic turn towards Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I'm going to watch it tonight. Third quarter of the movie. Oh, my God. Uh, I heard the Mr. Rogers film is the one that's getting oh, everyone. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that for sure. Oh yeah, I'm gonna cry like. I a I really want to watch it, but I don't, I don't want to cry in fucking public. <laughs> I was like, I, I might just wait till it's like so I can watch it at home. Yeah, no, I definitely crying in public. It's ho- if it's like if it's like emotional masturbation could get wind you up in, with the same result as uh, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's true. Like you just purposely go to like children's movies and just cry at the end. <laughs> See, oh, and because you said children's, like, dude, I'm not going to lie. Coco gets to me, man. Yeah, Coco oh, yeah. fucks Coco's me up. Like any, any Pixar movie. Like, like Up, yeah. I was crying in the opening credits. Oh, me too. Me oh, too. God. If you want another one that's, that's like that, it, but I, and I, I don't know because I only watched the whole series, but the series finale, the very last episode of Six Feet Under, oh. is like... One of the most emotional climaxes I've ever witnessed. Oh, I just so for a TV series, I uh, of course like, you know, we'll we'll throw This Is Us out there. Mad respect to that show because oh, yeah. that one like I don't know how they do it every single episode, but I'm always tearing up somewhere in there. But the one that surprised me was I was catching up on Agents of Shield, which is the Marvel. TV show. I'm so behind on that. Oh my god, the last episode of uh, season five, I guess it was, whatever's on Netflix. I was just like sitting in my room. I had to pause it for a minute and collect myself. <laughs> I was like, "What is happening? This is supposed to be an action show, but it, it, was, it was action for your eyes." I know. Honestly, maybe that's the 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 key to restoring humanity is that you know the superhero movies are pretty ubiquitous. Most people go see them. It's the only thing that really resonates to the box office. Those and the Star Wars movie until the Han Solo one. Right. So maybe if we just make, just have more humanity and, and tender moments in the superhero stuff that we literally everyone sees, yeah. then maybe that's the key to... Oh, I'm sorry. That maybe that, I just kicked my dog by accident. <laughs> um, maybe that's the key to uh, restoring humanity and, and and empathy what is if we trick people into it through superheroes and comics well, i think they touched it with spider-man like when uh when he's like i don't want to go and he's like oh he's so fucking tied to that kid going you know yeah, the new, new spoilers if no one's seen it yet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah i i will say like there i feel like there used to be a little bit more of that kind of stuff and it, it's kind of tapered off like yeah these superhero movies have gotten really funny and really like action-packed but like but lest we forget about Top Gun, like the manliest man movie ever, and then, and then at the end when Goose is like laying in the water with Maverick, you're like, oh my god, it's just like two bros, and like the one bro didn't make it, you know that, yeah. you know it's like we've kind of lost some of that, you know, uh, re- relatability in these movies. Also, thank you for ruining for me because I still haven't seen Top Gun. Well, you're dumb. Well, you're about Thirty-five years late. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And yet, no one has like ruined it for me. Yeah. That's a good streak, I think. Wow, you you, you seriously? Know what? I, I got over I'm gonna watch. Unless it. it's a show I'm actively watching and I miss, or a movie that's out, even when it's a movie that's out and people are talking about it. Like when I was in San Francisco recently, where I met you, um, I was I I did my own headline show on Wednesday night, and then the rest of the weekend I was opening for Bobby Lee, and he had just seen Hereditary twice, and him and the opener or the MC for the weekend, Shanti, talked about Hereditary all night, all day, all night. <laughs> all, and, and I honestly, like, I just kind of like, I can listen, but also zone it out or like right. forget about it. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, like, when people say spoilers, if it's out of context, it's like, yeah, you know what? I prefer spoilers. Let, let me get ahead. Let me get a jump start on this. Yeah. Yeah. I, Unless I, it's like Game of Thrones. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. 
I was yeah, gonna that's where I, go. I have a couple things that I, I I try to find as little bit about as possible before I go see them. Game of Thrones is definitely one of them. I don't watch any promos. I don't watch any like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, here's some photo leaks. I don't look at any of that shit. And then Star Wars is the other one. I just I yeah. will not I will not get into that. I will not like, oh, oh, what's ooh, ooh, let's see a first picture of new Han Solo or whatever. I don't like any of that. Everything else, I'm like, I'm okay with it. Like, Get Out was ruined for me. Like, wait, really? really? Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Which it is kind of fucked up, but like that movie was so good that it still was was super impactful when I saw that. Right, right, right. You know, so like yeah. it was, it was. I think if a movie's, you know, well made enough, like even Sixth Sense, like if you had gone back, it's, I've never seen it. Oh man, well you should watch it. But, it it's a good movie. Like, I watched Usual Suspects. Way, way, way later. Yeah. Once, like, Kaiser Sose is a cultural touchstone in right. a lot of things. Exactly. You know, a lot of the a lot of the reason to see any classic movie from like before 1980 is just to be able to get the references. Right. I exactly. mean, obviously, enjoy culture and whatever that artist was trying to say with their art. But in this postmodern society, really, the only reason to see like. Lawrence of Arabia yeah. is to be able to get a reference that somebody might might make about it. Right, exactly. Just to understand what uh, what's his name, Michael Fassbender was talking about in Prometheus. Exactly, you know? exactly. <laughs> or how a lot of filmmakers reference older films. Right, exactly. Even it's even or, like certain shots. Like, right, exactly. Or to be able to call Quentin Tarantino out on not being super original. Right, right. Yeah, he just he just use things that people were already doing just in different settings and that's it's like what else from the 70s can i use yeah exactly <laughs> right, right i'm literally gonna make a grindhouse movie called grindhouse <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that's not a little on the nose no we're, they don't gonna, even know it's gonna be four hours long i'll direct one robert rodriguez will direct the other one and his will be better <laughs> Speaking of which, he hasn't done anything in a while, huh? Rob Rodriguez. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't. He he did something. I mean, how do you follow up Spy Kids three? Yeah, <laughs> 3D, no less. Yeah, exactly. he, he bet heavily on the 3D technology. Now you can't buy 3D TVs anymore. <laughs> oh God. Um, but actually, I think Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I think he's actually supposed to be doing a. It's like a rated R Star Wars or rated R Star Trek. It's one of the two. I nah. doubt it's Star Wars. I it's, no, it's got to be no, it's got to be Star Trek. I think Star Trek. Got to be Star Trek because I don't think Disney would. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. not gonna have that. Yeah, they're not gonna have a crazy eighty-eight those, moment. Right, that's what those kind of movies are missing to me. Like, I'm not. I like. I really enjoy the superhero in Star Wars movies. Any, but like the sci-fi movies that really get me are the ones that can be a little bit more adult, or like Deadpool. Oh yeah, it's so good. Because they can do, you know, even in Deadpool though there isn't a ton. Of, it's very violent, but there's not a ton. There's not like a ton of blood. Right, right. They it's do. Like it's not gory. Right, exactly. It's like, you know, I think the they, bad kids are gonna see it. I'm know? pretty sure they did it for the baby dick. I'm pretty sure oh, that's where they. <laughs> they that's had the so arm. funny. Deadpool two, and I love that. I love Deadpool. Not only like. I'll be honest. I was never a huge Deadpool fan from the comics. I'd like some of the stuff here and there. You show up. But, like, the marketing campaign and, like, the promos for Deadpool and the way the movies came out are just amazing. They've they've done – they've changed the world of advertising almost. You know, where, like, Walmart did that thing where they had all these other movies that they re-released from 20th Century Fox that had Deadpool in on the covers. It's like – what other movie would they ever do that with? No, they couldn't. Well, I, it, shouldn't that be the model for them to put out other... Like, between Game of Thrones and Deadpool, shouldn't they just see that sci-fi, fantasy, and oh, yeah. and superhero movies can make money and still, you know, be for an adult audience, too? Yeah, well, that's the thing. is like, you think you think a little 10-year-old kid's going to shell out, you know, 15 bucks every time he wants to go see IMAX? No. It's going to be me who has nothing else to do on his days off. I'm just going to you know go in there and see it three times. <laughs> you know, I mean they they yeah. really should because with Wolverine or was it what was it uh, Logan Logan oh, and Logan so with good. Deadpool with both Deadpool's now 
you would think that we'd start seeing some more. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it between between um crowdsourcing and and the popularity of um anime and hentai and action and superhero movies it's only a matter of time yeah. before we have like an epic fantasy slash sci-fi slash superhero movie with full penetration yeah. <laughs> one can only hope like i mean i was waiting for ghost in the shell like that was the one where like yeah. i was like this could be the greatest movie of all time just like scarlett johansson running around naked you know, yeah, if they didn't cast Tilda Swinton as an Asian character, then it could have <laughs> had a chance. Yeah, this would have been the but one they would have been like a little upset. But because she came out like right before that movie, I think it ruined it. You know, right. as I a society, we were OK with one. It was the second one. No hardcore penetration in any movie I'm in. ScarJo was cool. Yeah, I, I honestly think Ghost in the Shell was a good movie and it was a good representation of that classic anime movie. But the controversy that surrounded it just, you know, fucked it in the, you know, in the theaters, which is unfortunate. Rightfully so. It's like, it's weird. It's like, it's weird. And Bobby Lee does a great joke about it. He's like, it's it's like if I were cast as Abraham Lincoln, you know, and he, he's a Korean. He actually guy. did that bit on when I yeah. saw it. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good bit. And it's so uh, cogent because it's like. Nobody cares if Tilda Swinton in that was like a side character, right? I didn't see. Oh, in, in, in Doctor, uh, Strange? Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. She's not the ma- Doctor Strange is right. Uh, she's like she's like his mentor. One of the all-time best names to say. Maybe that should be a, a slur for white straight guys. You're being a real Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. But uh, you know, it's like and they want to see movie stars, but the, not character has to be white. Yeah, I think I think a big problem, yeah. you know, is that with certain characters that like, yeah, you can you can. There's certain characters that have risen above through you know literature or whatever that don't have to be any particular race. Like I really I really liked when they even though the movie was a piece of garbage when they cast uh, Idris Elba as the gunslinger in the uh, Dark Tower the Dark Tower movie, um, and I thought that was awesome because Idris Elba was a great actor. He has that kind of rugged personality, and like I could see him as that. And it doesn't matter who who he is; he's a mythical like sci-fi fantasy cowboy. Well, even even if you right. flip it on the other side, when he was about to be James Bond, oh yeah, people oh, lost their. So it would have been a oh, fucking amazing, fuck. but people lost their goddamn minds when they were like, "Idris so Elba might be James Bond." If it's ambiguous, it can be anybody. Right. But like, it, it on both sides it's bad because like. A clearly Asian character, right? If you're being true to it, should be cast with an Asian actor, and same for any ethnicity. But if it's ambiguous, it's like the other side of the, the diversity thing is like if you guys saw Beauty and the Beast, which I did in theaters, obviously. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that one yet. Throw diversity in there where it doesn't belong, and it's jarring. Oh, where what's his name? The uh, Gaston's like homie is is like gay. Is that what you're talking about? Well, just like the villagers, there's like black villagers, and, and it's just like oh yeah, in old timey England, France yeah, or like, France, well, that's, that's what I meant, <laughs> France. Right, and er- Eric Griffin from uh, Workaholics and I'm Dying Up Here has a great bit about the diversity in that show, in that movie being like super jarring, and it, and it is. It's like everyone's just gotta chill out and and let things and like focus on the how high quality a thing can be instead of trying to like force fit a a square peg in a round hole right exactly like you wouldn't want like you wouldn't want to make a movie about the civil war where there's like black slave masters you know right it doesn't make any sense you know i just feel like that you know there should be cody that script i was writing now i have to fucking scrap it thanks (laughs) man Morgan Freeman was going to win an Oscar for and his now portrayal. He fucking ruined it as the plantation owning <laughs> <the> black man. <laughs> but no, I think I think you can definitely when it's ambiguous. You know, 
you can throw whatever you, when when it's a fantasy thing, who cares? Like Doctor Strange. When it's a fantasy thing, who cares? Who cares? And also, when it comes to superhero stuff. Yeah. Or or like origin, like if it has an original source material, like a comic book or something like that. It's like, I think we're ready for a black Spider-Man or a or yeah. like a black Batman. We've done the white or a black James Bond. We've done the white one enough. That. Let's see it in a different way. They Plus, almost did it for Spider-Man, and yeah. that was also fucking killed. That project was killed. Well, they're making a so animated thing. It's not the same, Cody. It's not the same. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just same. saying, it looks cool. Um, but also, Black Batman would blend in better in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm, I'm just saying. Very good point. Right? He is the darkest knight. <laughs> and that's what that's you would call the it. the name of the, the Black Batman reboot. Yeah, of course. The darkest night. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think there's, you know, Ghost in the Shell was just an unfortunate thing. I think the reason why they did that, honestly, is like you're trying to put asses in seats. Scarlett Johansson in a skin tight future suit. That that definitely does it. That's why I wanted to see it, aside from other things. I mean, yes, I, I see that point. But at the same time, you know, if you're Asian, you're like. We have so little representation. Yeah, and it's like the one time. That is like one of the few anime movies that has become such a staple of that genre that it has like that it would have a live action movie. The only other one I can think of is maybe Akira. Akira. And maybe Cowboy Bebop. Also, hold up for a second. Since when do white nerdy guys obsessed with anime not find Asian women just as hot as Charlotte (laughs) Johansson? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I know. Like, how is how could you not have just found a super hot? Oh yeah, they 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 totally could have. And then like because she's not Scarlett Johansson, there probably would have been full nudity in there. Because Scarlett Johansson, I'm sure, has that in her contract where she doesn't she doesn't do that. So you know, it could have been a better movie. Wasn't she nude in some alien movie? Yeah, I found out later that that was a body double. Sorry oh. to ruin that for anyone. <laughs> <sighs> that was a disappointing day. I don't know why I researched that. It's just uh. It just makes makes that that jerk off just like <laughs> was pointless. I was setting myself up to be hurt. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, um, tell us a little bit about your your podcast. The, we talked about a little bit about motherfuckers, um, the parenting podcast. What? How did you first come about? Like, what made you want to do that in the first place? And then, you know, aside from having a baby, what kind of research and stuff do you do? Well. Um, on topic of superhero stuff, and obviously being a dad, you know, kind of similar, not really, but <laughs> some cases. Yeah. Um, this is my origin story. Nice. Um, I've been, ever since I knew I was going to get married, I, it was, it's a foregone conclusion that me and my wife are going to have kids. Yeah. So I've asked every comic I know about it in depth as much as I could ever since I got married about like how they operate with their parenting responsibilities and doing comedy because on paper the two aren't very conducive to each other you're out late doing comedy and you sleep in late and you're busy you know it's like when you work in Hollywood you have to be the reason I mean it's like the chicken or the egg Right? are you narcissistic because you work in Hollywood (laughs) or do you work in Hollywood because you're narcissistic and I was just very interested in how people come to grips with that and process it and execute it. And my friend who I do the podcast with, A.B. Pearson, um, me and him started going on the road together. I opened for Adam Ray, and he plays keyboard alongside Adam. Oh, nice. End of his headlining act. And Avery has a 19-month-old, and when we started the podcast, the baby was uh, like six or seven months. And um, we the, the idea was me and my wife were crying at the time, and and it was tough. We were not, you know, you're you're taught growing up how easy it is to get pregnant, and then when you're yeah, basically like if you just place, look at a girl wrong, you know, she's just boom pregnant. Right, right. But like when you get to a point in your life when you're trying to do it and it's not working, it's like very frustrating because you're led to believe it works a completely different way so part of it was the frustration coming from trying and it not working and and having to compare 
notes with Avery's experience. And then um, <laughs> part of it was the observation of him, like, struggling to keep up with his life in comedy. Right. And combine it with his life as a parent. So me and my wife had a conversation prompted by his struggle. And I said to her, and we discussed how we don't want to be the people who have a kid and then shut down the social life. Right. Shut down any of the extracurriculars, how we want them. You know, obviously having a baby is going to be tough and, and cause us to make some compromises and changes in our lifestyle, but how we don't want to totally change it altogether just because we want to have a family. And I said that to him and he could not get how get over how naive Oh, yeah. You could hear it on the podcast, how annoying he is. Yeah. Right. But I recently, on the podcast, on an episode that will come out like later this summer, got him to admit that maybe I had a little bit more thought put into that than he had originally thought. Because my wife's a baby nurse, and I have experience with kids, where he did not have any experience with children before that. Sure. And his wife is also an actress and he's an actor. And so they don't have that built in knowledge base and support system. So a lot of it came from like arguments that we would have outside of the podcast. And we're like, all right, well, let's do this podcast. I'm it, it, it can, it can follow the narrative journey of our real lives of you being a new father and me trying to become a father and go on through our children's lives. And we can talk. There's so many comics that have kids that we can just. We have such a vast pool of talent to ask questions to. Yeah. And as a resource to us as parents. See, I think so. the issue you guys were having with conceiving was that you guys aren't Mexican. <laughs> because my people have zero fucking issues. <laughs> fucking yeah, that's true. It's funny you say that. I don't think it's reserved just for Mexicans, I think it's all. The, the Latino, <laughs> yeah. Latina, Latinx, whatever you want to call it. Those is some fertile land. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it, it is because, you know what, my best friend from growing up lives out in L.A., and um, he had a baby two days before me and my wife did with his wife. Oh, nice. And when he told me they were trying, we had secretly been trying for, like, a year. And when he told me they were trying, I told him, you know, get test like get your yeah fertility your fertility test tested and it, it could take a really long time to try and his wife is 35 which is considered a geriatric pregnancy and i i like read him the riot act almost i almost sounded like avery to him like yeah i was the, the panicked one yeah and then they conceived like right when we did oh my god but it's just these of South American descent. Oh yeah, yeah. They just you know, they for some reason that that seems to be a, a trend that I've noticed amongst <laughs> my friends. It's like shit. Number three, Jesus. <laughs> We're really towing the line with the snowflakes, considering how we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Blanket statement. All Hispanic dudes. Are but to yeah. be fair, I said it. The Hispanic dudes yeah, said that's it. Okay. So. I just reinforced it. That's like if I said something about the Jews. Okay, we're 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 okay. We're good. We're good. Yeah, that's fine. You guys can call me a Cumberbatch all you want. <laughs> it's, it's cool. I I prefer rapist. I'll go with oh, rapist. God. Please don't call me that. <laughs> but um, I I will say too, like um, it, it it you're right that it you have a really good timetable with doing your podcast too. You know, going like having uh you, you know Avery who who had a baby right you know six months before the podcast and then you trying to conceive all the way up through having a baby. I mean, that's like, you just timed it perfectly to get all like the cool stuff and you can kind of compare both of your experiences. I think that's really cool. Thank you, man. Thank you. It's been fun and cool to do. And we're pro we took a different approach. We did a bunch of interviews over the course of a year with different comics and experts and, have sprinkled bits and pieces of those interviews into each episode. Nice. You know, it was like it was interesting because having seen you do stand up and you're fucking hilarious, and it was so funny. But in like listening to the podcast, I was like, "Holy shit!" He's being like very sincere. Like when you're talking about like just being around kids and like how you enjoy their presence and watching 
like first memories, like the whole ice cream, watching a kid have an ice cream for the first time. I was like, oh shit, it's kind of like this dude's not just one sided. Like he's got multiple sides to him. Like he, he can't be sensitive. Like you can hear the genuine like care, like that you really you really want to cherish these moments. I was like, oh shit, like that's that's kind of cool. Thank you, man. That that means a lot to me. And I think that that um, I just strongly believe that comedy, the product of comedy, just can be improved if it has heart and 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 genuine like a genuine nature to it instead of just like being sort of emotionally distanced from yeah i used to be real nihilistic and i think this whole <laughs> journey of having a kid has has made me a lot more sentimental yeah well i mean I, it's it's hard not to you know you know you, you mentioned things like you know watching kids eat lemon for the first time and just watching their face scrunch up i mean like i don't even have a child and i already love that you know, oh, thank you. <laughs> and then another thing too, like I look forward to when, it, when, and if I ever have a child, is I really, really want to teach him how to say a word wrong, and then just <laughs> wait. You to, want to set them up for failure later. It's gonna be one of those words where it's like, oh, that's a weird way of saying that, you know. But it's not crazy, but it's like he could go for a long time and say it wrong, and then one day he's gonna look it up himself and just be like, God damn it, you know. <laughs> You told me that wrong the whole time. Like, gotcha. Just, <laughs> just a long gag. I'm just going. I'm just going to switch and start saying it right when he's like, you know, 16 or something like that. And he'd be like, "What? No, you. T- I, I haven't thought of the perfect word yet, but the, I'm going to find one, and it's going to be perfect." I had a boss way back when I first started comedy, who th- who thought it was Dorf throat until he was like in his 20s. Like S O R T H, sore throat. Instead of sore, S O R. Yeah, that's so good. That's a good I think one. That everybody has those misnomers, like yeah, supposedly or yeah, 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 um, or uh, intents and purposes. You know, like right, exactly. Just have always said wrong. Yeah, and you just like, and for your, you know, you just learn, and you know that's the thing is kids that learn everything, you know. uh phonetically and, and verbally anyway that like you know all all intensive intensive purposes is yeah, one yeah. of those ones where it's like if you say it too quick it's easy to get that mixed up until you start like you're in english 1a in college and you're like what the fuck am i writing my one of my all-time <laughs> favorite and i still i still hear people say it is old timers instead of alzheimer's yeah, oh <laughs> I and I like I cringe and I'm like should I you know this dude's like 30 do I correct him like what do I like <laughs> does affect old timers that's for sure <laughs> yeah that that's a pretty bad one but I was like ah yeah. nope nope not gonna be the guy not, not gonna be the guy to tell not him. gonna be the guy to tell him oh god yeah I got I gotta think of the right one but there's gonna be one out there like it's gonna be like chaos instead of chaos. Or something like ridiculous. You know what? Just have him say it British. Like instead of aluminum, just aluminium. aluminium. Yep. <laughs> and then he's just gonna say aluminium for his whole life until he gets to chemistry, which is in high school, right? And then it's just gonna be like, "What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> aluminium? Is that not what it is?" <laughs> oh my god, that'll be so great. I, I'm I'm super excited. That's like the one thing I really look forward to is just like, you know, there's there's obviously gonna be great memories and stuff too, but. But, like, there's some fun things that I feel like my parents did not take advantage of when I was growing up. They could have totally fucked with me, and it would have been fun. <laughs> See, I know for me when I become a parent, what's going to fuck me up is, like, if my kid does something that's bad, but it's funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be hard for me to fucking punish them. Like, if they make me laugh, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. All right, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, here. Yeah, my kid comes home on ecstasy or something, and he could just—he's just like you can totally tell he's like grinding his teeth and stuff. I'll just be like, dude, what are you doing? Come here, give me a hug. <laughs> it's gonna feel amazing. We're gonna talk about this tomorrow, but just give me a hug. <laughs> I'll be like, let's let's go now and get you some popsicles, but tomorrow we're gonna have a stern talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, go, just have a great time right now. Tomorrow you're in trouble. I remember the the time uh, my parents caught me. Well, they didn't really catch me smoking weed, but they found out that I had had partaken in in weed at one point. 
um, they had found like my little stash box in my car because that's where I kept it because I'm like, no one's going to go through my car. It's my car, right? You, you know, it's one of these things you think when you're a teenager. <laughs> the police will never find it. The police will it. never find it. <laughs> and so I came home, and this is when I worked at like Hollywood Video. I came home, and I was super stoned, and I had just gone to McDonald's. And like you know, I got the full stoner dinner, like Big Mac fries, chicken nuggets, apple pies. Like, and it was all, I was all ready. And then they're like, I come home, my parents are both in the living room, and they're like, hey, can we talk to you? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And I go, and I sit down on the ground in the living room, like, like a fucking idiot, like a little kid. <laughs> and they're like, so we found, you know, your weed stuff in the car, and, you know, really disappointed. We don't want you, you know, doing that when you're driving, especially when you're driving your little sister around and this and that. I'm like, and the whole time I'm just like, I want to eat my McDonald's so bad, so bad. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't do it when I'm driving. I just kept it in there because I didn't think you would find it. You know, and I'm saying that after I just driven around stoned to McDonald's. <laughs> and so finally I'm like, I get get up and go into my room after they've given me the talking to to eat my McDonald's. And I'm like, I fucking nailed that. <laughs> and then thinking back on it, even the next day, I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. I was like swaying and eating like French fries while they were talking. To me. <laughs> My eyes are so red. It's like, ugh. you always think you're smarter than your parents, but definitely not. <laughs> They're probably this fool doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> well, Danny, I mean, this is about it for our show. Uh, let us know where we can find you, where we can catch the podcast. When you're performing next, when you're what performing cities? When you're performing next, what cities and all that good stuff. Um, you can find my podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, where all podcasts are found. Search Mother, S, asterisk, 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 E-R-S, a parenting podcast, but I'm pretty sure it should just come up after the third asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can follow me at Sandy Danto, at MFers Podcast. And uh, I do a live stream talk show once a month at the Improv in Hollywood called Watch Me Chill. You could also follow that show at Watch Me Chill. And uh, where am I at next? I mean, I'm in Utah at Wise Guys in Salt Lake City with Adam Ray, nice. July 21st through 23rd, I believe, or 20th through 22nd. I, I, I'm I'm all discombobulated with this baby right now. <laughs> and uh, I think that's it. Cool, man. I also do want to say before we cut out, because uh, you said on the podcast you feel like you're going to get a break soon. I full 100% believe it, and I'm so glad we had you on before you get your <laughs> the big break and we can't get you on, but I fully you believe it. You can always get me on. might take some rescheduling and stuff, but thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. This was a lot of fun. I'll come back anytime. I really appreciate it. Actually, yeah, and let us know when you're uh, in San Francisco again. Love to go see it, see it live again. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, this Cody will come see it. This yeah, this I'll take the other Cody. <laughs> yeah, leave that other faker. I'm not sure. I don't know if you saw. I'm not sure if you saw it, Sandy. Did you see Bobby Lee was like going at him? Yes, I did. See that. <laughs> yeah. I I was like, I'm not walking back to the table because we sat in the front. I'm like, I'm not going back. I was like, he's on his own. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not. Well, Bobby is the kindest and and most lighthearted, but his like performance persona is you know oh no no when he was going at it with him he was being very kind yeah it was just my buddy was like trying to hand him a drink and i'm like what the fuck is he oh, doing doesn't drink. yeah yeah exactly you know it's like and then i feel like anyone who knows anything about him would know that also right 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 that's right. why i was like i was so embarrassed i was like oh my god i was like i'm so glad he did that when i went to the bathroom and then after i went to go talk to sandy i was like i'm so glad that's when he decided to do that stupidity but uh, Co the other Cody, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> like, yeah. had a lot of fun. <laughs> that's so funny. I, I love that kind of stuff. And that's one thing that I do love about live comedy is, like, that you forget that when you're listening on, like, CD or iTunes or whatever or YouTube, you know, that that's a live performance. Like, I've definitely been part of performances. Like, Doug Benson, like, was, like, talking to me on, on one thing, you know, one tweet or something that I had put up. And it's like, oh, my God, I forgot that this actually happens to people. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fun. But, yeah, man, we, we really appreciate you doing the show. Uh, super funny. I love the podcast. And, and I wish nothing but the best for, for you and your endeavors, man. And we'd love to have you back. Uh, we'll, we'll plan it out. We got Comic-Con coming up. So 
we'll be in awesome. in the black for a little while but uh you know we'll, we'll get you back on we really appreciate you taking the time man thank you guys best of luck to you too no problem man and thank you christian for you know standing by me being my co-host as always always always, always. and uh, remember everyone check out uh, nerds with friends podcast.com uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, too, at Nerds with Friends with no S at the end because uh, Instagram doesn't look like that many letters. Uh, and hit us up on Twitter, too, if you want to ask us about the show. And uh, to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you. Good night. to make it work like i have to have a jack halfway plugged into this mixer <laughs> all the way in doesn't work all the way out of course doesn't work halfway in in a sweet spot it just it works for some reason so that doesn't seem right sounds very sexist <laughs> yeah i know it's just like he does it every not time not just the tips in and and that's enough to not, work not not just the tip and not balls deep it's just somewhere <laughs> yeah. in the middle somewhere in the middle well, I only have two modes. <laughs> 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 All right. Just the stand mode, though. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. <laughs>